anything that helps you buy and sell, it is the number one skill set that 99% of my audience needs because you're always doing it in one way or another. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, it's Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 323 of the Ask Gary V Show. We're gonna go call heavy, so if you're watching on LinkedIn right now, since we're playing with LinkedIn Live pretty heavily right now, uh, please put in your phone numbers. And uh, I don't know what just happened. Um, and uh, and we will be taking calls from LinkedIn. Don't worry, Dust, I got it. I'm trying to make up for the fact that we are a hard 12 minutes behind, <laughs> all because of you. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Uh, Marie Folio is here. I'm really excited. Uh, we. We have some really fun videos on the internet from seven, eight, ten years ago. Uh, she has a new book, uh, so we're promoting that. Would love for people to. Uh, let, let me actually say this before we get into it. Before Marie tells the people that are watching about herself that don't know her, I always think about what I do for a living, which is I have this need for some reason to disproportionately, disproportionately overshare what's working for me quickly at scale. Yeah. Um, and I think through the karma points, whatever, you know, all this money I leave on the table plays out in perpetuity because I think I'm talented enough to grab it. Yep. And I and I also don't really have a model that's more on my audience, it's more I have separate companies. And and it's funny, I didn't even think this, we were hanging out because Dustin is 12 minutes late with it, but if he didn't have an exploding stomach, oh, and the, so I was thinking about, the, I wasn't thinking about this before, but literally as this has just started, the thing that came to my mind is, one of the things I've always really respected about you, Marie, is that I really remember vividly that you were one of the first people I remembered. Like, I'm like, oh, she's actually executing on what I'm saying. And every time I hang out with her, whether I come to some weird apartment in New York where her studio is, or if I see her in LA at her house, or randomly, she's thoughtful. Thank she's thoughtfully like like I think she this was almost like a compliment to myself slash to you. I'm being serious <laughs> yeah. though. I remember I feel it right now. I vividly remember thinking, I'm like, oh, she knows that I'm up to something. Yeah. She's listening. Yeah. But unlike ninety nine point nine percent, she's then executing. And in a lot of ways, you would have had I never existed, you would be exactly where you are. But there has always been a little bit of a nice feeling in my stomach mm. because I think you really listened and you executed. Always. I mean, that's the thing. I have my head down more than anything else, you know, and um, I love who you are. I love what you do. And somebody said this to me last night on my tour stop. They were like, you're you're really generous. And I'm like, I just give a fuck. I give lots of fucks and I care. And when people around me that I see are doing great work, I want to do everything I can to spread their message. So when your books came out or something new you were doing and I said, hey, I have a platform. It might not be the same size or scale as yours, but it's different. And I want to expose people to great ideas that they can actually use to improve their business in life. And that's my goal in life. Yep. And so for three minutes of context, because I want to do hardcore, I want to do two things. For you to tell the audience now about yourself, because some don't know. Yep. I want you to tell everybody about the book. Yep. Because one thing I'm proud of is, unlike me who doesn't, who learns more in audio and visual, a lot of my audience learns from reading. And I think books are inexpensive for the ROI for people that learn that way. I will never read a book on the record, but everyone learns different. And then number three, I want to go into questions. Once you frame up those two things, I want people to call in, put in your phone number, go to LinkedIn if you're not on there, if you want to ask a question or keep watching on whatever stream you're watching right now, uh, put in your phone number and questions. Raghav is going through those as we speak, but I want the questions to be a little bit predicated on 
what you're about to frame up. So who, who are you and then what's this book about? Yeah, so for me, entrepreneur, author, and I like giving back. So I say philanthropist, not in the way that I'm Warren Buffett, but in the way that I like to use my resources, my platform, my financial resources to aim it towards things I feel that we should improve in this world in some small way. So um, I started off my journey on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. I have a lot of energy. I knew I could never sit behind the desk, but about six months into that job- And what I, year was that? That was uh, like 1998. And, and just knowing the culture of Wall Street to begin with, yes. and then obviously America, thank God, starting to progress a little bit in yes. boy-girl conversations, yep. that must have been a real Baptist, but I mean, I can't even imagine. Like, I'm, like, the sheer amount of politically incorrect things that must have happened to you within the first week. Oh, I mean, I was battling constantly. It was like, hey, do you want to hang out? It was, you know, after work, strip clubs, coke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, all no, stuff. no, I get it. I have long hair. I actually cut off all my hair to be exactly like yours because I tried to get taken more seriously. That's totally, how much I was I battling. I empathy for that. So I started hearing this voice inside that was like, Marie, you are not meant to do this outside of all that bullshit. Yeah, because you could, you knew what you were getting yourself completely. into and you could handle the boys club thing. Totally. You knew that. I knew there that. There was other things going on. Completely. Yeah. One of the things that was a clue was that a lot did of- Did you in some weird way see the advantage of that? Like, did, like not meaning like the cliche thing that somebody might have just thought of like, you're using your girl power in that, more of because you could handle it yep. and you understood it, yep. you could professionally navigate it. Oh, completely. Yeah. Well, I'm tough, right? I'm very Period. sensitive, but I'm also very tough. Yes. And I want what I want. And whatever I need to do in yep. order to achieve and grow and experience what I want to experience, I'm willing to put myself through. Yep. So that was not a problem. But I also have a really strong sense of intuition. And when something's not right, my body revolts. Yep. Literally on the floor of the exchange, because I had been ignoring this voice that like, Marie, you're not supposed to be here. This is not your life path. One day I walked into my job and I started having only what I can identify as like a little mini panic attack. Yeah, yeah. Dizzy, Anxiety. feeling yeah. like shit. Yeah. I told my boss, hey, I need to go get some coffee. I made a beeline to the nearest church because I graduated from Seton Hall University. So I was kind of trained in a crisis to look up and ask for help. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the church steps bawling my eyes out, feeling like the biggest loser because I'm the first in my family to go to college. My parents busted their ass to get me an education. They're high school educated. And here I am wanting to quit a stable job with health benefits and all this stuff. Can I ask you a very important question? Of I'm course. sorry to interrupt like no. I always do. Were you a huge Terry DeHair fan? I don't even know who that is. I'm so pissed right now, Marie. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going very nerdy Seton Hall basketball of oh, your era. Yes. You clearly did not go I Deep didn't. enough into the Pirates I didn't. from 94 to 98. Listen, I'm very mad right now. So here's what I was doing. Give I me was your bartending excuse. and waiting tables and fucking just being Hustling. like, you yes, were focused. I was. But I you was did focused. know there was a good basketball program. Of course I did. Okay. So I'm crying on the church steps and uh, I pull out my flip phone because that's what we had back then and I call my dad because I felt so guilty. I didn't want to disrespect my parents and quit this job when I don't have any other way to make a living and I was certainly not gonna go back home. And my dad told me one of the most important things I've ever heard. He said, look, you've worked since you were nine years old. I am not worried about you keeping a roof over your head or putting food on the table, but you are gonna work for the next 40, 50 years at least. If you don't find something that you love so much you're gonna be miserable. Good. So quit this job, take as long as you need to find that thing that you feel you're meant to do, and it's all gonna come together. That. So that permission slip for me sent me on an odyssey to figure out who the hell I was and what I was meant to do. All I knew was that I was highly creative and I also loved business, but those two things didn't seem to mesh back then. Like I originally wanted to be an animator for Disney or a fashion designer. And I also loved, my dad was a small business owner. I loved the way he treated his customers. It was a printing business. I would go in weekends and nights to work with him and just loved his work ethic. That's what inspired me. 
So I tried magazine publishing. I was in Condé Nast Publications in the ad sales department. I was like, okay, this is new, this is amazing. Six months in, those voices came back, like this is still not what you're meant to do. And I started panicking because I felt like a loser. I was like, I'm so ambitious, I wanna make money, I wanna make a difference, but I fucking hate what I'm doing. And I looked ahead and I said, do I wanna actually be the publisher? Like, do I wanna climb this corporate yeah, yeah, yeah. ladder? No, and I yeah. said, well, what am I wasting my time and their time for? I said, maybe I'm still too on the business side, numbers heavy, let me try something more creative, like the editorial side. I hustled my way into getting a job as a fashion editorial assistant at um, Mademoiselle magazine. I'm like, mm-hmm. this has got to be it. I'm going to fashion shows, yeah. highly creative, working on photo shoots. This is going to be amazing. Too Cut fluffy. to six months Too in. Fluffy. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? Now I really started See to panic. Because every single one of my friends, they were getting raises, promotions, like starting an adult life. And here I was like feeling like the biggest loser. I graduated the valedictorian and yet I can't seem to hold down a job because I keep quitting. One day I was on the internet when I probably shouldn't have been and I stumbled upon this new profession at the time. It was an article I read and it was about coaching, which again, I'm 23. In my mind, I'm saying this is the cheesiest, dumbest thing you've ever came across. Who the hell's gonna hire a 23 year old life coach? Yep. You're a loser. You've got mountains of debt. What yes. are you thinking? And yet, in my heart, like, something this said, This is who you are. I signed up for a three year coach training program at night, did my studies at night, worked at Mademoiselle during the day. I get a call from the HR department. We have a promotion for you going to Vogue. More money, more prestige, more everything. That was my fork in the road to say, Okay, are you gonna stay on this safe path yep. with the health benefits? People understand what you do for a living, it's respectable, all that good shit or quit and start this weird coaching business at 23, which you have no idea how to do, you're mountains and mountains in debt, and nobody even understands what this is. So I quit my steady job, I went back to bartending and waiting tables, and I spent the next seven years figuring out how to build a coaching business from the ground up. So that's a very long story. How much were you worried about the stigma of the bad coaching environment? Well, that didn't exist yet. Because I, I was in early. I the only people that existed in the space were basically Tony Robbins. Yep. That was the only known figure at yep. that time. But there was stigma about, I mean, even that model. Well, oh, and, absolutely. You know? that I kind of overrode that. What my insecurity you just, was. You just were like, this is what I got to do. Yeah, but I was also, in, I was insecure about my age. Yep. But I had hit so many walls, failing on Wall Street, failing in publishing, yes. trying all these different things that I was like, well, fuck it. If none of those things work, I have to try this because A, it feels right, and B, what are my other options? Wait, just to jump way up to yes. today. Yes, There's something I've been thinking about this because I put a lot of pressure, in my opinion, of like my own concerns of the deep coaching and mastermind ecosystem. I hate it. How do you, has there, I don't know this, because I feel like you'll have an answer for me. Yeah. Has there been conversations of the evolution of that where, where the most advanced and progressive and kind strategists and coaches and masterminds have talked about the notion of giving people money back and not letting people in. Like the only way to offset this model yep. is to actually, so many people bottom feed and they know it. Yes. This is my problem. This is why I never wanted to monetize my audience. This is why I could probably build the biggest one of and don't have it Yep, is because I don't want to put in the time to refund or vet. I don't think I'm good at vetting. Yep. I'm good at firing. Yep. But I'm not good at vetting. Yep. And I think the way that the coaching mastermind industry needs to evolve is not bottom feed and I think 80% of the economics are built on that yep. in the macro. Yep. Has there been any talk about that? You know, or is just the or just not yet. 
I don't know if it's been yet, but here's what I did for my own self, and maybe this can be instructive. So after I built skills as a coach, working with people one-on-one, which by the way, I did for free for so long because I did, that's how you win. And listen, I bartended and waited tables to put a roof over my head so I could just deliver value to people and improve my ability to help them create change without any expectation of return. The value of practice was there for you. Correct. I got it. So here's my model now. I don't work with people one-on-one. I don't do masterminds. I don't do any of that shit. I love education though because like books Mm -hmm. are a form of education. All that stuff. So the flagship program that we have which is called B-School, here's how I operate it because I hate all that shit. We have a refund policy that we've always had. If you actually go into the program and you show us that you've done the coursework in two weeks if you hate it you think we fucking suck we give you a hundred percent of your money that's the way you hedged it absolutely i get it It makes sense to me and so i want to play with people who actually want to learn and want to apply knowing that a lot of people who know you for that talk to me let's just skip over yeah talk to me about what this book's about so everything is figureoutable is a three word phrase that has been the single most powerful driving force in my life got me out of a toxic relationship in high school helped me get out of debt helped me get every job i've ever had helped me build the company i have today which for me is my ideal company i love what we do it is a simple phrase that helps people ignite their innate wisdom and do anything they want to fucking do in this world and what about from a business standpoint? Is this, I don't know this. Yeah. Is this the first, third? How it's many? the second book. I wrote a book like over a decade ago that was honestly like a Self little published pre- or published by someone? All three. I started off as an ebook when nobody even knew what uh-huh. ebooks were. Like a PDF uh-huh. as a book was like mind blowing. Then I self published it and I went to like Ann Arbor, did Michigan. Go, did you, were you I didn't, so, did I didn't you, do vanity shit. You, I actually in saved the first up. one an ebook. Did yeah. you go the route that everybody got caught in back then that it was super expensive or no? Was it, it wasn't one of those. It was nineteen dollars. Understood. It was like that's yep. that was my first experience actually, Gary, bartending. Like I went to a bartending shift. I worked my tail off down downtown, and I came home, and somebody bought my ebook from Spain. You were pumped, and I was like, I could make a difference to someone on the other side of the world that I've and never met. Bucks? Yes. No, that, really, that's awesome. That was so. What this got is your started. second book. The first one was what. The first one is called Make Every Man Want You or Make Yours Want You More. How do you, <laughs> how to be so irresistible you'll barely keep from dating yourself. It was funny. It's in 16 languages, but after I self-published it. So this is it, really your coming out party this in is, your way. In a big way. Yeah. So this baby. And when did this come out? This came out on Tuesday. We just yeah. got named Apple's, uh, one of their best books of September and their most recommended listen or download from the audio version. Did you read? Yes. You did the reading. Of course did I you did. you go off script or you kept it straight? You know, there's parts in there. I have a character named Jersey Marie because I'm from Jersey and she gets real rough and it's, so, so we go. to Jersey Marie? Oh, of course, for the Jersey that. Marie parts. Before we go into questions we're about to. Yeah. Two State of the Union things that are, have your attention yep. in culture. Okay. It could be. Yep. Yep. Go. Two State of the Union Please. things. I think people are starving for joy starving for joy like whenever I've done anything on social lately which by the way I just want to give a shout out to your team because I'm working with your team who's coming around with me on tour we're having so much goddamn fun and I've never this been able to document over create thing with a band oh, of people yeah, yeah but so I am naturally goofy in life so yes. yesterday I'm in Orlando I'm dancing in the bookstore in the airport because that's how I really am. I am not performing. Because you saw your book in there? Yeah. And then I sold it to a woman saw me and she was like, what's this book? And I said, it's an amazing book. You should get it. And she's like, I will buy it right now. I'm like hand-to-hand combat book sales. Did you tell her that it was you? Yes. Because I've sold my book in Hudson uh, News. Yes. Acting as if it wasn't me. I need to try that on our next stop. Because I, I feel like it's vigged. Because I, I love the merit of selling. Yeah. I was like, okay, 
if the person thinks it's me, they're gonna feel guilty to buy it. Yep. I have to see if I can sell this as a customer, like as a, just a human. It was pretty funny. I'm gonna go in. And the guy destroyed my name. He's like, what kind of fucking name is that? I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm like, he's super smart. But you should get it. And did he get it? <laughs> yeah, he did. Because I could sell anything. That's what I do well. Well, I'll tell you this. I The first time I walked into Barnes & Noble on Tuesday when it came out, and um, we did this amazing video, but this guy was like, totally didn't know what to make of me. And I'm like, you should get this book. And he's like, no, 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 I don't need anything in my life. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll get the next one. <laughs> anyway, so I think people are starving for, for joy. joy. Understood. Starving for like some example it. of exuberance. I got it. And I think the second thing, I think people have to still pay really close attention to how much they're consuming versus creating. Understood. So I give people a mantra, create before you consume. Yep. Social's amazing, all that stuff. There's yep. a lot of info coming at us. But if people don't shift that ratio, you know, that's so obviously something I'm passionate about, which is what's led me to deeply spending a lot of time on parenting and insecurity. Yep. Because that's why people aren't creating. Yep. They're worried about how they look. They're worried about a comment. They're worried about so much. Which is bullshit. I mean, we're going to be, here's the thing I said on tour the other night. I was like, we're all going to be dead in 100 years or less. We're going to be powder. You, you have to stop giving a fuck what other I'm people really, think. I'm really, really focused on being 144. So I'm trying to. Do you think. I don't Seriously, think I, no, I, I was just I gonna say. No way, no way. I'm I do think, for 120, I do think by my, the way. I do think kids that are under 15 yeah. have scary numbers in their future. In terms of longevity? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm real pissed. If you're 14 right now, I'm super envious. Yeah. Because I think a buck 50 is not out of the question. I agree. I'm Which shooting sucks. for 120 personally. What are you shooting for? For real? Is it 100? Because I think we're far. Like, yeah. like, like we don't get the full benefits of all the technology and science advancements yeah. at our not, you know, we're not 25, you and I. Yeah. So like I think 120, I just don't think there's enough time. Take away all the other things. I, my, but by the way, here's the good news. I failed all my science classes. Yep. I speak with conviction on a lot of topics. Yep. I have no fucking idea what we're talking about right now. Yeah. I'm going on pure intuition, random headlines, overhearing much smarter people about science talk than me. Yeah, I'm looking at my genes too. And on my mom's side, like my, I was just with my grandmother. Man, she's a fireball. She's 92. Yeah, see, gene, yeah, I believe in genes. And yep. with my genes, like, I'm in trouble. Like, my mom's side of family, not so great. And like, I'm that. And like, I'm like, fuck. But I'm hoping resources. I hope I can do some weird like Walt Disney shit and like freeze myself and then come out in 30, 33 and be like, motherfuckers, I told you yeah. everything. I, I knew I was right. Uh, well, it's all empathy, dick. We're gonna come back with All right, let's do calls. Let's do calls. Let's do, let's, do let's do calls. What's up? What's your favorite social platform right now? Like where you- Instagram, I'm having and, the and what Anything time. emerging? Have you made the plunge into TikTok? How you think about LinkedIn? I was actually talking- Anything Twitter? Like uh, TikTok and I, are just gonna get acquainted today. Understood. Tom and I, he was Good. like, I think there's so much on I'm there I'm pushing for you. it so hard internally, so I wanna make sure everybody's. How are you having fun with it? Are you it, just everything, just it's, on it? It's the only platform that has a chance to be the next Instagram, and so I take it seriously. Yep. It's got Vine Brittany, DNA. Brittany. Brittany, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. How are you on? You're on with Marie. Oh my God. <laughs> this is crazy. Holy shit. Um, I'm amazing, and this is... Uh, I don't even know where to start. Um, so I'm really trying to get into universal consciousness and <laughs> I am struggling because I truly believe I want to make a difference. Um, I'm trying to get into emotional intelligence and I'm at a point now where I've quit my full-time job. Okay. Um, I'm halfway through my savings and I'm totally fine with you know, waitressing or doing that side hustle. I'm, I'm totally willing to humble myself. Yep. 
But I don't know, like, trying to assess my value. I feel like I have value to bring. Um, and I'm really reaching out to people and I'm willing to learn, but and I'm just struggling with You know what? My love, I'm going to interrupt you, and I'm so sorry for that, but I want to get to the answer because I know this so well. I would encourage you absolutely to get that friggin' job because when you're busy and when you're hustling and you have that money coming in, you build confidence. And when you have confidence, you build all kinds of momentum. So you already bring value to the world by the fact that you're alive. Now you're just going to amplify that by doing your work and getting it out there in a bigger way. But I'll tell you, if you're halfway through your savings, you don't want to be dumb when it comes to your finances and when it comes to building a whole new career or a whole new business. So that's my own recommendation to you. I had side gigs for like seven years before I was emotionally confident and financially confident to go all in on what I wanted to do. Plus, it was awesome. I met so many people. So that's my perspective on it. Gary, I don't know what you want to say. I'm a buyer of that, Brett. I think the thing to really think about, and I completely agree with Marie, and you see the practicality in that answer. I think the thing that is also happening is the fact, and I think this is what we're both jumping on. The fact that you brought up within the first ten words, I'm halfway through my savings, is already a tell for me. Like I'm a good poker player in real life, not an actual poker. I already now know that that's in your subconscious, so you're not able to go all in because you've got this little thing going on in the back, which I love about you because you're being fully practical. You're not on some some crystals gonna come out of a UFO and go in my eye and I'm gonna solve the world. Correct. Like you're, you've got a good framework. I agree with Marie. I'm gonna say something else. This is gonna collide some of my worlds. I love the idea, and this may not be in you, but if it is, one of my favorite reasons of pushing people to flip sports cards, sneakers, thrift store, garage sale things is the following. The reason I'd rather you make $15 an hour buying t-shirts at a thrift store or buying something at the dollar store and selling it for 11 bucks is because your biggest issue right now, potentially, is figuring out how to create a container for your value and then merchandise that container to make dollars, right? And what's amazing about flipping and eBay and you know all you know all these secondary offer up and Etsy and Craigslist is you are required to figure out the audience. One of the things that people don't understand is how how big of a difference in value. The reason you see auction prices all over the place is not just because of your rating on eBay, it's because how you wrote the headline, how you took the picture, and the words you put in it. Like, there's a very specific reason why I always sold things on eBay better than my friends and contemporaries is because I'm good at positioning things. And I feel like you practicing flipping stuff may actually help you figure out how to put yourself into a container and merchandise it. And that skill set you pick up I the think sales you and marketing, the sales and marketing. Like to get good at sales and marketing, and anything. You that's have to the, do it. the only reason that I'm any good at what I do and I have any success is because I realized early on, Britt, that if I didn't get just as good at sales and marketing as I am at the craft of what I do, which is helping people create change, I'm fucking dead in the water. Hundred percent. Yes. Or you're limiting your upside completely. You know, because a great product will find its way at some level. So, Britt, I think, I think. Also, you're going to a heady place, right? It's crippling to think like I have value for the world, like what does that mean? So two things, I definitely think you need to be making money on the side because it's very clear to me that that's an overlining issue. And number two, anything that helps you 
buy and sell, it is the number one skill set that 99% of my audience needs because you're always doing it in one way or another. Does that make sense? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. You, you have no idea how much this means to me. Good luck. Thanks, we'll do something Brett. with it. Thank you. You know, it's funny as Raghav goes to the next one, that, that buying and selling thing really resonates to me. Yes. Because even if you are resigned after seven years, like, wait a minute, I'm not an entrepreneur. You're gonna have to sell yourself to an employer. Like, there's, like, everybody should practice that craft. Obviously, like, singing and basketball and dancing, some can naturally do it. Yep. But if you can get better at it, which you can get better at anything. Yes. Uh, it's one of the best things to get good at. And I think also copywriting. You mentioned yes. writing headlines, yes. everything. Yes. yes. Who's this? Franklin, got it. Franklin, you're on with Marie Forleo. How are you? How's it going, man? Really well. What can we help you with? So basically, uh, my, I mean, you answered most of my question with that last call, but uh, what I was going to ask is, uh, basically, should I pay somebody five to ten thousand dollars to help me, uh, you know, set up my business model? Or should I just keep pumping out content and pumping out content and trying to strategically place it places for it to, uh, you know, get me to where I'm trying to go? I, yeah. think, I think we should tell you your business model here for free in the next three minutes. What are you selling? Uh, basically, uh, personal development. Mm. Got it. Do you have, are you personally developed? Uh, I have been working on myself for the past 10 years and you and know, are, are you are you that, are you happy as fuck and fulfilled to the oomph let's put it this way i've made no more than 600 dollars this year and I, this has been the happiest i've ever been my entire life i love you already for that why uh basically i have over I, what it really boils down to is because i'm actually living a fulfilling purposeful life and not feeling you know depressed in all the negative things i'm actually on a mission now and what's and the what are the actions you've been doing that make you say that what has been the actual tangible day-to-day -day life that makes you be able to say that uh i'm gonna say the grind just uh specifically because every day i wake up and i feel you know uh empowered to do something to get what i'm my message out there and you know past I would have never I would have woke up and been like you know another groggy day but nowadays when I wake up I'm all right, let's get it let's go and I'll stay up till two three o'clock in the morning get two or three hours of sleep and then after that I'm ready to go again okay Franklin I'm gonna dive in here first of all congratulations on being happier than you've ever been in your life but there's a couple things I want to I want to poke in and say one uh -huh. you are not paying anyone 10 or 12 or fifteen thousand dollars to help figure out your business model that is number one you just got to think what is the problem that I am helping people solve and how am I doing it so are you selling one-on-one -on -one coaching services are you gonna sell a particular weekend experience where you're teaching people specific skills that help them solve a specific problem you don't need to worry about any of this paying other people and let me jump in, Marie. Yeah. Uh, or because a lot of people don't, they like the idea of it, but they're not good at selling to other people or like me, don't want to do that. Or are you gonna start a brand like Life is Good? Do you have like a saying and are you gonna slap 50 t-shirts together with that saying, post it on Instagram and God forbid, for some weird reason, it resonated and everybody bought it 
and you might build an apparel business. Correct. There's a lot of ways to do this. You shouldn't do it Marie's way or my way. You should do it your way. Uh, you know, keep going. Yeah, but absolutely. But we got to figure out what the business model is. You keep sharing your message. You keep doing that. But you got to do the work on your own to figure out what is the business that you're going to have the best chance of being successful at. Something that you're going to want to work mornings, noons, and nights and weekends to make successful. Like Gary said, it could be an apparel company. It could be something completely different. But uh, you just got to keep doing you. But business is separate, I think, than just sharing a message out there. A lot of people want to quote unquote monetize a message. I'm not into that shit. It doesn't exist. It does not exist. And, and 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 you need to have, like, what, how do you want, this is what I always ask people. My friend, Franklin, how do you want to make money? Tell me that if, if I was a genie from the fucking future, how would you like to make money? Uh, you know, I haven't actually thought of that question. I just more or less was looking at it from, you know, as long as I'm helping people, that's more fulfilling. Well, listen, so Franklin, Franklin listen, listen to me. That's 100% true. Yes. And if you're able, for whatever reason, to live on making $600 a year, then fucking you won. I just wanna make sure that's the truth. That's like right. Maybe you inherited money. Maybe maybe you made 10 trillion before you started this. Maybe, maybe you're willing to couch surf for the rest of your life through people's goodwill. I just need to know that it's sustainable. Uh, well, I would definitely rather be making a lot more money than $600 a year. You know. Why are you able to afford making $600 a year? Because I, as somebody who pushes like, eat shit, you're now challenging my shit Mendoza line because I don't <laughs> think I was talking about $600 a year. That's even, that's yeah. even shittier than shit. Like why are, why are you, did you save a lot of money? Are you, are you a trust fund baby? Like help me here. Well, basically what had happened was me and my wife got a divorce last thir- uh, Thanksgiving and ever since then, she... No wonder you're happy. Business. Now I know why you're so happy. You know? <laughs> and there's well, nothing... Uh, I mean, honestly, which is great. I'm not making fun of the world, and that's not where I'm going. I'm just saying that, might, that, might, be a, no, that might be why. A huge factor while you're might, waking up every be. day. Keep going, up. brother. I'm sorry to jump in. Go ahead. Uh, you're, you're good. And uh, basically, uh, we, we switched roles. She took my uh, traveling position, and I'm now the stay-at-home parent all the time so she pays the bills and gets me like a hundred dollars a week to feed the kids good for you and and i so mean that's how i've been surviving have you i mean and the parenting is massively fulfilling for to you huh yeah good for you brother man. i feel you like fucking won. I, I was just about to say i'm with gary hey, i bro, think honestly, you win. i apologize marie bro i think you should flip shit all right do you know, have you seen any of this content? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know that I think that I want you to go to a thrift store right now, look up everything on eBay, buy something for four, and sell it for 49? Yeah. Have you ever tried it? I haven't, but... Uh, Are you I willing to? to? to yes, yeah, so I, well, I was listening to you say something about it two or three days ago, and I was talking uh, to this girl that uh, is helping me, you know, I'm helping build her, and she's helping me uh, grow also. And I was telling her, you know, uh, this is probably one thing I'm gonna start doing. Yes. It's starting to flip. Listen to me, listen to me. Just make sure that everything is practical and I think you'll be okay. I think you're you're in the starting phases of something good. Just make sure that ideology doesn't take over for execution. You have to do less what you're gonna do, yes, less strategies, more doing. Three, four days ago you see flipping works, you needed to be in a thrift store or garage sale. You better garage sale this Saturday. Frankly, you better fucking garage sale tomorrow. <laughs> Deal. 
Deal. Yeah, I can manage that. All right, brother. So, Good luck. Bye. I kind of want to start a reality show on Franklin. I feel like that's how he'll actually make money. He's amazing. All right, let's do one more before this is all wrapped up. Because we are... I'm in... Because Dustin fucked up everything. Dustin. Dustin. What the fuck, Dustin? Look at this poor guy. He's like, Dustin, I just had surgery, more, you guys. You, Dustin, you have to buy like 4,000 copies of Marie's book because we, we lost like that amount of time. And so now you have to personally buy those. Dustin, you're in for it. Everything is figure outable, brother. Figure it out. <laughs> how many, uh, who's this? Hello? Amanda, how are you? Oh my God. Yes, you did it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Please hey, say hello Marie. to Marie. Gary, uh, I love Marie. I was a B-School grad two years ago. Yes. It changed my life. I made 50 grand in my first year consulting. It was a side gig. Amazing. And Gary, I listen to you every day. I can't believe this. I've who, do you, who do you like better? Oh, Tell no. the truth. We, we're, we're unemotional. Honestly, we're unemotional. I, I really have no ego We're unemotional. Shit. You're in the Gary Zufo. I gotta go with Marie. Fuck! Oh, <laughs> I have to tell you, I did not. I knew that was happening. No, I definitely did. Did you? Yeah, here's why. Why? First of all, I hung up on her. Okay. Second of all, (laughs) second of all, second of all, you had you you had the tangible impact. You know, like that, like subconsciously, you can't like. It's I I see it all the time. Yeah. Like there's people who've loved somebody for 27 years. Yeah. They see one video of mine that makes them break up with a yes. toxic boyfriend. Yes. And then that question's asked, and they're like Gary because it's the t- you know. No, I know. And this goes to our whole theme. Yes. Execution, actual stuff, doing. This is the kind. This is why I do what I do. It's actually for people like her. Like when yes. people come through my program, and yes. that's why I require that they yes. do their fucking homework because of this. 100%. Because when they actually take Ex- those actions, they Marie, get the results. Marie, anybody who actually does what I'm telling them to do yes. wins every time. Every time. Everybody who uses it to make them feel like they're doing something. Loses. Every, loses. If they feel like they're consuming my content to make them feel like they're doing because yep. I'm doing so much, yes. they lose. Yes. Now, I don't mind. I'll be willing to be patient. My big fear, my biggest concern right now in my world yes. is they watch me. I then, you know, I occasionally do the post where it says stop fucking watching me and go do. Yep. Never listen to me again and go do because I want them to win. Absolutely. They are not ready to do. So what they do is they unfollow me and what they do is they go to a spam version of me and consume that. So I'm trying to figure out my cadence with this because I'm trying to get them to do. Yes. You know what? I have an idea for you. Please. So, say, hey, stop listening to you right now. Yep. Go Come do this fucking step. And then, but but can you reward them somehow? Can yeah, there well, be a contest? Honestly, I don't necessarily even need them to come back because I'm not necessarily worried I about that. I know that. I'm just scared that they go to the spam version. But you. Sh- but we need to say that. And I, I just think, more. I think it's right fun. It's I, I think it's super fun though to have people go and do some shit and then come back and fucking talk about it. You know why? So they can get addicted to the doing. Do you know what I think is fun? What? What was her lovely name? Amanda. Amanda. Yes. I think Amanda's dinner conversation in three weeks with her friends is gonna be hilarious. She's gonna be like, let me tell you what happened to me a couple weeks ago. Yes. I miraculously <laughs> through the hundreds, <laughs> tens of thousands, let's not exaggerate, thousands of, of uh, phone numbers got yes. through to Gary and Marie. I love them both so much. Yes. Gary asked me this random question. Mm-hmm. I thought going with the truth is always the right answer. Yes. Nope. Sometimes there's a different <laughs> game in play. Gary hangs up with me, and never ever do I have that chance to speak to both of them again. That's life. You're always learning, kids. Marie, Holy thank you for being shit, on the show. Guys, Everybody, bye, please everyone. buy the book. Amanda, I'm going to randomly call you in a couple weeks. 
to make up for hanging up on you because that doesn't feel good with me, but it's a fun way to end the show. Yes, wait, and let's, do you want to do a giveaway for some fun fucking stickers like You're, Jersey Marine? I, I love you doing your thing. What yes. would you like? So I want to <laughs> give away at least one or two signed copies of yes. Everything is Figureoutable, and here's why. Because I believe that for anyone watching or listening right now, if there's any piece of them that doesn't believe they have what it takes Beautiful. to do the thing that they want to do. How would you like them to do that? Um, actually, I'm going to leave this up to you guys okay. because it's your platform. So we, we, we will do a random, I have, I have an idea. Yeah. A lot of different ways. We're definitely giving one to Amanda. Yes. That's, so can you personalize this one? Will shirt. Uh, and then we'll figure out a couple, we'll figure out another one. And you can get some stickers too. So everything is outable. Start before you're ready. Is it this camera or which one? Which one should I, I look love at? It, I love it. Start before you're ready. There's Go. Jersey Marie. Go. No more bullshit excuses. That's fun. And it's a Tropicana orange because this is the thing that my mom is her most prized possession in Jersey. She got it for free. And it was the thing that she fixed that got me this idea. It was awesome. I love it. I love, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for thanks having for everybody me. listening. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.